Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Sharon Tapes is made possible by our supporters on Seed and Spark, Condard, Denning Dawes, Janka, and Cranky Corvid. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains character betrayal and deception, doppelgangers, strong existential dread, and some loud noises. Content warnings and full transcript are available in the show notes. According to my calculations, according to my calculations, according to my calculations, ah, according to my calculations. Y'all will be none the wiser. Oh, Ren, that you in there? Hey, Jerry. What's up? Oh, just... Just wanted to see if you were all right. I thought you were all in bed already. Oh, that was a long drive. Ah, uh, yeah. Sure was. Everything's fine. Just needed to use the bathroom. Uh, of course. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Well? Well? Sorry for bothering you. No worries. Good night, Red. Good night, Jerry. So long, Jerry. So long, everyone.
late night, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, guess it is. Hey, Ren. Ren Park. Hey, you. <laughs> it's, it's me, Roger. Roger Thompson? Site security? <laughs> oh, right. My bad. How's it going? Eh, can't complain. <laughs> so you're back working with Caldwell, then? I guess you could say that. Oh, wow. Well, glad to see you around. Are you working late tonight? Oh, you know, just pulling one of my classic all-nighters, trying to get caught up. Anyone else working tonight? I'm the last one out. It's all yours. Oh, thanks. Hey, no problem. See you around, Park. See if I got the fingerprints right. Entry authorized, Dr. Park ran experimental projects. I've still got it. All right. For secret records, where would I hide? This way. Dr. Mallory White, Stanley Brothers, Dr. Ren Park. Huh. Caldwell really wants him back, I guess. Dr. Atticus Reinhardt, Dr. Daniela Caldwell. Good a place as any. Hmm. What does shape-shifting have to do with anything? How is that helpful? No, 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 no. See what we've got here. Ah, Project Rico. Where have I heard that before? Project researcher Sarah Freeman, ISFA, August 13th, 1993. Hmm. <sighs> Thank God everyone's obsessed with tape decks around here.
Project Origo researcher Sarah Freeman. Recording August 13th, 1993. I have been continuing my meditations and grounding exercises as instructed. Currently, I'm progressing as expected through the gateway experience. And as of last night, I have begun level six. I can't believe I've already progressed to this point in the program. The past several months seem to have flown by. On a more personal note, I... I've been enjoying my explorations during these meditation experiences, for the most part. I joined the project out of a desire to understand the world, to explore new territory. I remember when I was a little girl. I'd lie there in my bed at night, feeling my breathing deepen, and I noticed, maybe around age five, six, that I could make it feel like I was floating, shifting upwards and to the side while at the same time not moving my body at all. Now I understand that to be my first experience with astral projection. I suppose I've always been suited for this work. Anyway, all of this information has been relayed to the Project Origo team in more official terms. But as this monthly log is here to capture my personal feelings and intuitive hits on what I'm experiencing, here goes. As of today, I've been traveling for the project on a regular basis for the past three months. The first two months, I felt fairly normal, minus a vague sense of being lighter on my feet whenever I returned. However, this feeling normally passed quickly, and I dismissed it as psychosomatic. This past month, however, it's beginning to pull at me in ways that feel less innocuous. Dangerous, even. I've put in a request for decreased duty, as I believe the frequency and intensity of my travel may not be sustainable. I contacted the Monroe Institute myself, something that I may be reprimanded for later. But after talking with their specialists, I have the sense that Isfa's approach may indeed be too aggressive. They're worried that what we may be interfacing with goes beyond simple astral projection and remote viewing. They seem to think that I may actually be leaving bits of myself behind in the place I see in my travels. In Origo. I suspect there may be some truth to their theory. I'll be bringing this up with the director on our next call, though to what end, I don't know. I can't substantiate these anxieties with anything other than instinct, which is by no means objective. Still, I... I've started to find myself dreaming of that place, even when I'm not actively traveling. It's swirling waters, black beaches, doors opening in a black sky, and the sense that I could fall forever. Project Origo Researcher Sarah Freeman, recording September 13th, 1993. This past month, I have...
nightmares. In them, I am always watching body, and I am I have left too much of myself there. I must I must what has been lost. Well, something must have gone wrong with poor Sarah. Addendum. ISPR Project researcher Sarah Freeman was lost in the field on September 25th, 1993. These fools. Second addendum. Appearance of being claiming to be Project Researcher Sarah Freeman, March 8th, 1999. A CD this time. Times, they are a changing. Caldwell, bless you in your old fashioned ways. Shania Twain's come on over. Caldwell. Specialist Daniela Caldwell, acting supervisor for the Beta Division of Project Origo. It is March 8th, 1990. Danny, what's going on? Why the formalities and acting supervisor? When did that happen? No one's called me Danny in a long time. Subject 0135POB, I'll be asking you a series of questions Wait, regarding. Can't you just call me Sarah? Well, couldn't you at least do that? If it would make you more cooperative. I don't understand why you're treating me like this. Don't you recognize me? Sarah, if you are claiming to be the operative that I used to know, you should know that you look almost nothing like her. I... I don't understand. Listen, forgive me. I don't want to cause you any more distress than you're already feeling. I know it's nerve-wracking being questioned like this, but I'm afraid we need to conduct this interview. So, with your permission, I'd like to hear more about what you've been through. Of, of course. Thank you. Now, please tell me who you are. I've told you already. Project Origo researcher Sarah Freeman. Isfa. And where have you come from? Uh, originally Asheville, North Carolina, currently residing... Let me rephrase. Where were you prior to appearing in our facility? Origo. So you're saying you come from this... Not from, but yes... I was in the extra-dimensional space that Isfa has had me studying through astral projection for the past few months. For our purposes, I'm calling it Origo. 
Why are you claiming to be the researcher Sarah Freeman? Danny, are you serious? I'm required to ask these questions and submit a report, Sarah. It's standard procedure. What the hell happened to you? Sarah, please, just listen Wait, to has me. Has it really been that long? You look different, too. Fine. If you really are who you say you are, then tell me something that only Sarah Freeman would know. A memory of ours. Something we shared. We... We watched the first episode of Highlander together when it premiered last year. You spilled wine on your pants and... The stain dried in the shape of a dog's head. We both couldn't stop laughing. Sarah. What happened? What have you been doing all this time? All this time? I... I, I don't... It's been nearly six years since you disappeared, Sarah. sincerely apologize for needing to put you in this cage. The electromagnetic interference you were putting off, our equipment couldn't handle it. Like a goddamn animal. I don't know what's happened to you, but there is a large amount of very delicate equipment in here. It's not personal. Sure. Sarah. Could you please recount what you can remember of your experience in Origo? Danny. Daniela. I'm starting to realize that I don't exactly know how to account for the time that I've been gone. I got back here eventually using the Monroe Institute training from my time with Isfa. I suppose, now that I'm trying to recall, I do remember the beginning of my last mission, when I communicated my worries about my mental state to acting director Evans, but she assured me that it was simply the effects of my increasing isolation. I was very unsure about re-entering but Isfa insisted that I continue. As soon as I was in and felt myself slipping nearer and nearer to Origo, I began to panic. I couldn't feel enough of my own presence, my own strength. I experienced the feeling of my spirit going through. Well, the best way I can describe it is spiritual meat grinder. I experienced such utter fullness and devastating emptiness at the same time. 
The only thing that kept me together at that time was saying my own name out loud over and over. That kept me from losing it all. Sarah Freeman. Eventually, I was able to keep the worlds around me from their spinning and dissolving, enough to regain a vague sense of my body again. Once I had that, I used my training to visualize appearing back in my original experiment room back at Isfa. We'd converted that lab back into a storage closet. Reorgs and all that. I noticed. So, what happens next? What? No, that can't be it. Oh, come on, Caldwell. Don't tell me this is the one time your records are incomplete. Ren, what are you doing in here? As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Caldwell on the landline, wasn't it? It was. She told me that she caught Wren sneaking around her office last night. She also said she'd never seen Wren run like that a day in his life, and she had a feeling I'd be able to put the pieces together. Turns out the real Wren was stoned out of his mind in the guest room and didn't leave the house all night, as the sizable dent in Jerry's snack cupboard will attest. You're lucky that Isfa won't be coming after you, you know. They've got too many other things going on right now to really care. I had to figure this out, Sam, from the human perspective. I'm afraid of it, Bailey. The source. I've only seen the edges of the endless chaos. The never-ending gashes in the universe that spirit after spirit is continually turned out upon. Darkness. Silence. I've gathered that the main way to survive in the source is to have a sense of self. A real one. You need that in there, otherwise you just fade. Even if you aren't caught. Explains why I didn't last very long my last time in there. I suppose Ned is. (laughs) Well, it's the closest thing I've had to an actual identity since I first spilled out into the world in the La Brea Tar, so if I'm going to go in, I'd better do it now. You... You mean... I'm not taking any more delays lying down. I'm going to rescue Bill and Rob. The place they're in will chew them up and leave nothing behind. They'll never make it out of there without our help, and we owe it to them to get them back. I can do it by myself if I have to, but... I'm doing it. You're not going to let up, are you? Even with everything you've told me about the source, even with everything else that's going on, even though Morrison might be waiting for you, you're... You're still going in there? I am. (sighs) Well... Thank you. I guess. What for? I don't want to get into it, but... 
telling you now, you're not doing this alone. I'm coming with you. The Sheridan Tapes, episode 86, We Cannot Tarry Here. Starring Ezra J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe, Sam Taylor as Red Park, Maurice Cooper as Jerry Price, Mike LeBeau as Security, Jordan Cobb as Sarah Freeman, Chris Allison as Dana Caldwell, and Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written and produced by Virginia Spots with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to... The Chardon Tapes. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.